Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Support WrestleTalk! Give us a subscribe. Hey everybody, I'm John Cena. Hey, it's professional wrestler Colt Boom Boom Cabana. Hey, I'm Double J Jeff here. This is Rich Swan, Matt Riddle, the King of Rose. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk. Do it, bro. Support Ollie. Support Luke. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk. Home of Luke Owen. Whatever Wrestle Talk is, and whoever Luke Owen is, both the Ravens. Nevermore. Wrestle Talk. Hello and welcome to the Wrestle Talk podcast. I am Q-Tip, I guess. Yes. And today I'm joined not by Randy Andy Datsun, but by Luke Warm Luke Owen himself. Hello. Hello, Pete. Sorry, Q-Tip. How are you, Q-Tip? Uh, I'm all right, mate. Yeah, I'm all right. Uh, it's been an interesting morning. Uh, had um, <laughs> Bless your heart, it was, mate. Was, it was going really well. Uh, I was going to have a really fun story to share in here about how good my morning was. And then it suddenly wasn't very good uh, because uh, the lovely editor who edits the news videos, Rich, informed me that there was no audio on uh, the second half of the news that I recorded uh, because the microphone that I was using had run out of batteries. So I'm going to have to go and re-record that after this, which involves rearranging my living room and all sorts of stuff so I can get it all set up. So, (sighs) yeah. And it, it, you know, it's one of those things because like Mr. Davis has like ever since I've worked for Wrestle Talk, you know, for the last three or so years has always been so hot on like making sure the mic packs, like the batteries in it are charged. He's he always mentions it. And every now and again, I'm like, all right, friggin' hell, boss. Like we get it. Like we get it. you got to charge the batteries. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you always think about it whenever you record something in the mic group, <laughs> the batteries in the mic pack die out. And you're like, yeah, I probably should have listened really. <laughs> See, I haven't got what we had in the studio uh, before we left into lockdown is because we had a proper uh, a system. We had a way to make sure that everything was charged all the time and putting the batteries on charge after we're done recording and all that stuff. I don't have a system at home. I need to make one. So because I'm only recording, you know, normally once a week, uh, I've, I've got my batteries charged for the one recording a week. But obviously I've recorded on Wednesday and didn't think about the one I got on Saturday. So, uh, oh, dear. 
Yeah, I know. Cropper guns hits up. Do you want to tell your fun story still? Yeah. Like, is it just killed all your mood? Yeah, (laughs) no, no. It's it's still been, regardless of that, it's still been a very good morning because I've got got a little game for you, Luke, that that you're going to have to do. Got a guessing game for you, okay? Mm -hmm. So uh, my lovely lady partner went out yesterday, um, got her nails done and stuff. Uh, But while she was out, she also went to, um, there's essentially this thing where I believe it's called Too Good To Go. Where I believe it's so it's like uh, foodstuffs that they're not off, but they're probably not going to be sold, so they get sold for cheap essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, so she went to a uh, a bakery, and uh, I want you to guess how much we spent to get this stuff. Okay, so we got two chocolate croissants, mm-hmm. two sausage rolls, yeah, uh, three donuts, uh, okay. a loaf of bread unsliced, so we'd have to slice it ourselves. Uh, and Fancy. like one long sub roll, I believe that's okay. everything we got. Yeah, how much do you okay. think we spent so, for that? That's like it's like nine, ten things. Yeah, so ish. you're probably looking at like you know probably a quid each for each of them, maybe a little bit more. So I'm going to kind of like round up slightly, round down. I'm going to go thirteen pounds forty nine pence. One pound. What? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No way. Absolutely absurd. A quid for everything. So I was like, okay. Because uh, all we knew was it was like, oh, well, you get a selection of stuff for a quid. We were like, okay. I mean, it's probably just going to be, you know, a couple things, whatever, no big deal. And she sent me a picture. She was out. She was like, this carry bag is full. I was like, oh my God. <laughs> what did Ow. you get? Uh, yeah, it's crazy. And then on top of that, she went into her old work, which is a restaurant she used to work at, and they gave her a takeaway for free. So we got oh. yesterday, got a couple of Wait, biryanis. Cornell household. C- couple biryanis, some poppadoms, mate. It was loving life yesterday. It was amazing. Had my chocolate croissant this morning. It was lovely. Yeah. Oh, loving it. Gonna have a sausage roll later. It's gonna be great, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm envious of you as well. Like, so last night, uh, me and the wife uh, had a curry because it was payday, mm. wasn't it? So we had, a, we had a curry, like the proper Brits that we are. Um, yep. Got it ordered. And uh, for collection, because I was going to go down to the the local shop and get some cans as well while I was down there. And um, I suddenly realized that we finished up doing Wrestle Talk After Dark and we put the order in. And then I saw the kitchen. I was like, there's so much washing up that needs to be done as well. I probably better do that. It's my job in the house to do all the washing up. Really looking forward to moving to my new house, Pete. It's got a washing machine. So um, You mean a dishwasher? That's what I said. Yep, that one as well. (laughs) Got both, actually. (laughs) Oh, mate, tell me about it. This place I've got now has got a dishwasher. Bloody life said, mate. Absolutely yeah, amazing. Because at the moment, we have a dishwasher in this house. It's called Luke. And uh, yeah. so I'm, I'm, I had to do all the dishes, and I lost track of time. So I missed the text that said, like, the food was ready to collect. So I got there, like, 15 minutes after they'd sent the text. We Oof. brought it back, and I picked up my cans. But it was, like, it wasn't, wasn't piping hot. Mm. Like, it wasn't cold. And it wasn't, like... It, and it wasn't like medium either. It was just sort of like on the border between piping hot and medium. But mm-hmm. it's so noticeable that you're like, this isn't as good as if it was piping hot. <laughs> and the pop is not like... quite as crispy because yeah. they, you know they've been fried and then just mm-hmm. you know placed on the side for a bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh man, that's that's terrible. But something that wasn't terrible was SmackDown, which we're going to talk about now. Uh, so let's get into talking about the show where we're going to be talking about how Roman's amazing or something, probably. Yeah, let's get into it.
Uh, but the first thing we're going to be talking about today uh, with regard to SmackDown uh, is a really cool tease that they had uh, on the show, which started off, we'll talk about the, the match that came before it as well, because it was Alexa Bliss uh, versus Lacey Evans, following mm-hmm. on from last week where uh, Alexa... Um, Sister Abigail Lacey after the match because Lacey shouted at her really subtly, just said, what are you going to do? Get the fiend! And then Alexa had the had the trance over her and hit the Sister Abigail and walked out. So this week they had a match, which was a nice follow-up. Uh, and the match itself I thought was good. You know, n- nothing spectacular, but it was good. Uh, Alexa got worked over for most of it, which was fine. Um, and then uh, the, the fiend's laugh stopped ringing out in the arena and then Alexa goes, what? And then it cuts to an ad break. I was like, oh. <laughs> no, I wanted. Yeah, poor timing on that, to be honest. Because mm. I, I like you, I was I was quite into it. Like the, the match was was fine and whatnot. But then like the laugh came on, and I was like, oh, here's Ooh. a cool thing. They'll they'll do the trance thing now. And then it was like, mm-hmm. we'll be right back after these. <laughs> and then you come back from the commercial break, and they're just having a match. Like the, yeah. the match is just just continuing and michael cole's like well that was weird before the commercial break uh this this happened it was odd it was odd placement because then what you essentially just got the same match twice because you had like lacy works over a uh, bliss then the laugh happens they cut to commercial break come back after commercial break evans works over bliss and then the lights then the lights thing happens and you do the trance so we just got the same bit twice basically but this time exactly, without yeah. the commercial break interruption Yep, that's exactly it. So instead of doing the laughs, this time they had all the, the Thunderdome screens turned into like the Fiend and like his violin-y sounds that he has, mm-hmm. the these really squeaky ones. Wee, 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 that one. Uh, they start playing and this time Alexa snaps. She get, has the trance come over and she just loses it and starts attacking Lacey. Uh, I thoroughly enjoyed that the referee didn't get to count to five on the, on the rope count, but still DQ'd her anyway. That was funny to me. Um, yeah. But yeah, he, Alexa just... For kicking too much ass. That's pretty much it, yeah. Um, but yes, she she beat her up loads, took her onto the outside, Sister Abigail her again, and then started to walk away. And I was like, okay, that's, that's cool. That's a nice progression from the next thing. It's not just saying The Fiend. Now this time, and instead of being tranced over, she was like angry the whole time. She was actively like aggressively attacking Lacey constantly. Like she completely snapped. I was like, okay, this is a nice progression. That's great. And as she was walking off, Roman Reigns' music kick. And I was like, why is yeah. he here? How come you're not letting Alexa like walk off? It's going to be super weird when Alexa just walks past him. It's his show, Pete. It's totally. his island, mate. So he just yeah. does whatever he likes. Don't he, the big dick? Yeah. But turns out I'm an idiot because this was a really cool tease because Alexa, not looking at, at uh, Roman or Heyman, just walked straight past him. No big. Roman doesn't pay any attention to her. Heyman's just there look at, like kind of goggling at, at Roman. Roman just stands on the stage, holds up the title, and Alexa, who's walked past them, turns back and just dagger eyes straight at the universal title i was like oh what a shot what a what a yeah. beautiful bit of camera work that is i love so that great. Yeah, yeah it was so so great it, it is because i mean I, I think we all probably figured that jay's not winning this sunday uh at, at clash of champions um i think many people are predicting it's going to be like the the brock cena match from SummerSlam 2014 it's just gonna be like total squash utter roman domination which i think would be really cool a back and but i i, I kind of get the feeling they're going to want to do a back and forth match i and i and i i'm enjoying this so much that i want to see them do more of the the roman j stuff you know after clash of champions but i think we all sort of figured that once jay was out the way 
the fiend was coming back for the title because he you know he lost the title at payback i think that was when roman won yeah. the belt wasn't it yeah, yeah payback. He won at payback so he's been like he lost the title of payback he was always going to be back in the title hunter to get the the picture and I, I think we all pretty much thought it was going to be roman fiend at wrestlemania this year before goldberg popped a rating and that changed all the plans then obviously covid messed everything up but um it, it was so i think we've all kind of figured this was coming but this tease was way better than just the fiend, you know, cutting a promo or doing a Five Live Funhouse, being like, "I'm going to get my title back." This shot of like Alexa Bliss just staring at the title after all of that fiend stuff in her match tells that story so much better because it doesn't take away the focus from Roman J that we're getting this Sunday and then the promo segment, but it gives you as a fan enough of a tease that oh, this is coming and it's time for you to get excited about it. That's exactly it. Yeah, it lets the fans know like, hey, just so you guys know, this is the direction we're going. Just so you know, without actually overtly saying I'm coming for your title, Roman, um, which, yeah, was so, so effective. And interestingly, you said that, that you'd want them to do more Roman and Jay stuff after Clash of Champions. I disagree. I would really like it if he just murders Jay. And that's that, um, because I think as amazing as this feud has been, and I'm sure we're going to talk about it more later, I think you could have too much of a good thing if they continue out the family storyline. I think that we should be left wanting more and never getting it. I think it should be that Roman just kills him and that's that. And they he just moves on. Maybe it goes to Fiend for Survivor Series. I don't know. But it shouldn't be Jay again. I think this should be his one and done. And this is where Roman just kills him and says, you are not worthy, Sunshine. This is my title. This is my island. Yada, yada. I mean, I can see them taking this feud out longer because I, if I was a betting man, I would say that we're getting Roman Fiend, not at Survivor Series, but probably Mania. Like I could mm. see them really stretching it out. Like what the, the thing we've seen with WWE and The Fiend, at least in 2020, uh, is that they don't tend to hotshot him into things. You know, I think that they sort of like took, a, they spent a long time between uh, Braun getting the belt at Mania and Fiend actually facing him for that title. You know, they had this whole thing of him facing uh, Firefly Funhouse Bray and in the Swamp Match and, and all this sort of stuff. So I, I and with Heyman, clearly, I, I, this, is, this has got Heyman's fingerprints all over it in terms of like a creative direction. He would want to try and extend that out. He knows that like Fiend Roman is the big end game. So you want to do that at Mania on the biggest stage possible, as opposed to just doing it, you know, in a couple of months or so. Having said that, Hell in a Cell is around the corner. Um, and The Fiend had a terrible showing at Hell in a Cell last year. So maybe it's just time to celebrate that the one year anniversary of that god awful show by just doing it again. You know, just yeah. putting The Fiend into a title picture that they don't want him to win and or lose. So we just get uh, some kind of mallet and uh, a horrible weekly <laughs> finish inside a Hell in a Cell. Well, what I'd like to see, because I don't know the status of Jimmy Uso right now. I don't know whether he's still injured or something like that. If he's not injured or, you know, or if he's able to actually wrestle, I'd really like it if they did Jay here, they did Jimmy at Hell in a Cell and they did the Rocket Survivor Series. That's Ooh. that's just me. I just really like that because I think if he just checks through all the family and be like, no, literally, I am the best member of the family. You guys keep disputing the fact that I'm the head of the table. No, I really am, guys. Look, I'm even better than Dwayne Johnson. I'm amazing. Um, yeah, I, I think if they're building to The Fiend as the big match for Mania, I think they need to have The Rock somewhere in there. I wouldn't yeah. mind The Rock being the big match for Mania. 
I think I, I'd pay, be yeah. perfectly okay with that. But then I'd want the fiend before that. I reckon. I don't know. Yeah, I, I, they, they're interchangeable. I was going to say, you do that at the December show, I suppose. Um, which, whichever one that will be. TLC, probably. TLC. But yeah, yeah. You, you're absolutely right. Like, Rock Roman is a way bigger match than uh, than Roman Fiend. So if you can build towards that. Like, I love the idea there of adding Jimmy into this. Because uh, I, I, I don't think that would be that'd be really smart. If you could do, like, the J singles match here, the Jimmy singles match, whenever, as you say. I'm not sure what the state is ready. A triple threat of mm-hmm. roman j and jimmy over the title that could be really good and as you say if it's building to a a, a rock match at mania god that'd be that'd be amazing obviously i mean he's going to impact as we know because he's going there to uh, <laughs> induct ken shamrock into the hall of fame of so, course um, yeah the, the pebble will uh, will debut at uh at any yeah event. what's he doing in the impact zone etc yeah. etc uh and interesting i think it's it was jimmy who uh, wrestled at WrestleMania for the SmackDown Tag Team Titles. I think it was him that was in that triple threat with Miz and whoever else was in yes, that triple threat. Yeah, uh, oh, who was it? No, oh, it was Morrison. It was Morrison, Jimmy, Jimmy, and, and Kofi. Biggie? Might have been Biggie. I can't. I just, I, I, I tell you memories. What, what are I they? Mean, honestly, but, WrestleMania feels like last year at this point. God, yeah, so long ago. But I actually forgot that match. Though, but regardless, I think they have enough there to say, like, you know, Jimmy is a better singles competitor than Jay because you can look at like, hey, look at WrestleMania. I wrestled solo and I won the SmackDown Tag Team Championships. I think there's enough there. It's not just like, oh, I beat Jay. Now I guess I'll do Jimmy. I was gonna say, just just to correct you, Morrison won that match. Um, he oh, did he? Jimmy and uh, Kofi Kingston. Yeah, yeah. Apparently, they what won. is my memory? I've on I've absolutely no recollect recollection of them holding the tag strap. See, see, Who I remember the new day Usos. I don't know. See, I thought I remember because I I remember how that match finished because there was the two of them standing on the on the ladder and then Morrison fell off and grabbed the two tails. But I thought that was Jimmy that fell off and grabbed the tails as he fell. But I guess that must have been Morrison. Anyway, yeah. anyway, you can still you can still make the argument that Jimmy's done more singles wrestling than Jay and he's better than Jay at singles or whatever. And there can still be a feud off that. I reckon it. it I don't think it would. It, if they do it right, it wouldn't feel contrived to just go from Jay to Jimmy. Um, so I'd really like that for the next one. I like how this thing about Alexa has just turned into us talking about Roman because he is yep. the best. It, it was um, New Day that beat them uh, in April, mm. apparently, and then uh, oh, then that's right, Cesaro and Nakamura was on an episode of SmackDown, which again was like a triple threat match. Mm-hmm. Hey, yeah. look at us! Good, good job. That's not been a run on Quizlemania. Like I know I did bad this week uh, in the uh, survival round, but that really smacked me. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. 
Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Do you like wrestling? Do you like improv? Do you like role-playing games? Then you'll love No Rolls Barred, presented by the WrestleTalk Podcast Network. Six players come together to create a fictional wrestling promotion, roll dice, and create the kind of insanity that real companies could only dream of creating. Can Tony the Milkman survive the twilight of his career and still find time to care for his wrestling son? Can the Denimatrix overcome the vicious apex and achieve total denimation? Can brothers Golden Joe and Silver Bro coexist? exist as a tag team before they combust. Find out now with the wrestling show that everyone's talking about. No Rolls Barred is available wherever you get your podcasts and only presented on the WrestleTalk Podcast Network. Let's do the actual play-by-play of the whole show now. Uh, it started off with uh, the Intercontinental Title Ascension Ceremony, which was uh, AJ Styles, Sami Zayn, and Jeff Hardy all came out, where Sami and Jeff put up their titles and they raised the titles above the ring, gave them all an opportunity to cut promo on each other, which I thought was pretty good. It was all pretty solid stuff. Um, even Jeff, who I, I don't think is the strongest promo, I think he still cut a pretty good one for this one. Um, Sammy just complaining that he was the true champion. AJ saying, I'm the true champion because Jeff cheated to win. And Jeff saying, both you need to shut up. I have the title. I'm the champ. Lol. Um, it's all good. He's a, he's a champion, Peach. He's a champion. He's, he's a Sammy's champion. Like, I love Sammy so much. I was gonna, I, I, you're right. Like, Jeff's not the strongest promo. And I think that really gets highlighted when you're in the ring with Sami Zayn and AJ Styles. I mean, AJ's not even like, he's not the world's best promo, but I think he's so into his character at the moment. And he's got so much like drive to be, you know, you're the cheating champion. You you screw, screwed me over you with the, the knee brace and whatnot that he can get into a sort of character. But then like Sami Zayn is just doing some incredible work that just sort of highlights that Jeff is just like, hello, I am Jeffrey Hardy. <laughs> I am wrestler and I am champion. And yeah. you know, but like, you know, he, 
he, I think he, he, it was, he was fine. This whole yeah. segment was goofy as heck, though. Like it was, <laughs> it, was, it was the championship ascension or whatever they called it. And like Corey goes to be like, for the first time in WWE, <laughs> we're having a championship ascension. I'm like, Corey, this is nonsense, mate. What are you on about? Yeah. And also, it's not the first time they've done it because I'm pretty sure they did it for the title unification match between John Cena and Randy Orton when they were ah. doing the. That wasn't called a championship ascension. That wasn't, they, they didn't have a segment on an episode of Raw or SmackDown where they had the championship ascension, uh, the official championship ascension, which I'm AJ bloody ruined at the end of this match. <laughs> which is so funny. Because, yeah, they put the titles up, and just as Sammy's getting out the ring, he pushes a ladder, which I thought was quite a cool spot, because AJ and Jeff are there just kind of watching the titles go up, and Sammy just pushes a ladder onto both of them, which was quite cool. And then SmackDown... GM Adam Pierce <laughs> uh, comes out to say, "Well, Sammy, because of your actions, I'm now putting you in this match. So it's now a triple threat. Here we go, and it's next." And I was like, "Why do you have the authority to do this?" He is—he is an authority figure without being called an authority figure. Like he is Absolutely. the not general manager, general manager, because because they said you know back in was it 2018 when they were like we're no we're never having authority figures again. You don't like them, so we're just going to stop doing them. But now sort of in a position with like. Oh, but we do need one though because it's really <laughs> handy to have someone come out and make matches. Um, I guess Adam Pierce will be that role, but we won't say he's an authority figure. So we haven't gone back on our word. He's just a backstage producer, guys. That's all <laughs> he is. Um, so yeah, they they engaged in a triple threat, uh, which I thought was a really fun match. Uh, really mm. enjoyed it. Really, uh, I thought I thought it was weird that they'd want to do a triple threat on the show before they do a triple threat on Sunday. I would have thought that, you know, the singles matches building to it were good enough because we had AJ um, versus Sammy. Then they were going to do AJ versus Jeff. And I was like, that's build enough. I don't need to see a triple threat, but they decided to do a triple threat. It was a really fun match. I just wouldn't have done it myself, but no. Hey ho. Yeah. It, I wouldn't have done either because like the point of it is someone has to take a loss. And like, you don't really want someone going into a title match two days later coming off the back of a loss because it makes them look a bit naff, possibly. Um, and yeah, and it's just like, it, all I was thinking while I was watching this match is, I've just got to watch this match again in two days' time. Like, I know there's going to be ladders involved in there, but broadly, it's going to be the exact same match. So it, it's not what I would have done. Yes, exactly. I'm hoping that the match on Sunday is different enough and it is going to be kind of maybe very ladder heavy or whatever, so that it does feel like a very different match. Um, but yeah. regardless, this match was pretty fun. Um, I've missed Sami Zayn so much. And I oh, think yeah. even though he's been back for a little bit, this was the first time he got to properly wrestle in it. He had his match against AJ last week, which was good, but it felt like they were kind of holding back quite a lot. Um, whereas this one, they kind of like he did a lot of his really good stuff that he does uh, and i really like the finish where uh, aj hits the phenomenal forearm onto jeff hardy sammy's there and he dumps aj out the ring and pins hardy instead which is a finish we've seen loads of times before but it just works it it, 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 it yeah. just works and it totally makes sense in, in you know the story that they've been telling for for this feud. I really really like that finish, and then AJ laid them out after the match um, with a ladder, and he climbed up and like the big old dick that he is took down the championship ascension that this whole segment was built around. <laughs> they were like made this whole big deal about how the, they were going up there and were, were they going to stay there for like the, yeah. the rest of like the weekend and stuff. AJ just goes up and like nope, I'm taking them down. And I was like AJ, yeah. that was the first ever championship ascension. <laughs> Have you no, no shame, man, in ruining 
the first ever championship ascension. Corey Graves made it sound like a very big deal. And what's weird as well is that I would have thought that, you know, he would have put them back. It was just to make a statement. He's holding the titles and then he can put them back and then they're still there and yay. But I saw that he had a, a WW.com exclusive backstage where he's holding both the titles. I'm like, <laughs> well, what's the point of the Ascension then? He's just going to show up on Sunday with him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I think this also, I, mean, I think a lot of people are putting into that, you know, Sammy picked up the win. AJ stood tall. It's quite likely that Jeff is um, retaining, or, you know, he's going to walk out the winner uh, this coming Sunday, which is good mm-hmm. for me. Cause that's what I've got down in my predictions uh, as to win back the gem, that championship. Um, Pete, I know this is a SmackDown review, but can I just uh, point out something that I didn't—I forgot to mention on the Raw podcast? Sure. If Keith Lee had beat Drew, and Randy <laughs> couldn't have made it into the the match on Sunday, right? The ambulance match. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That means we would have got Keith Lee versus Drew McIntyre yeah. again, and that would yeah. have been the third time in two weeks that we have got that <laughs> match. Like I didn't think about that until yesterday. I was, thinking, I was like, "But yeah, we would have got that match again." Yeah, yeah. God, nothing makes sense. Um, oh, what, I was going to say something, and now I've forgotten. Oh, sorry, it, man. I've, I've, yeah. I totally derailed you. It's only because we were talking about like the, it's only because we uh, we uh, were talking about like the same matches happening over and over again, mm. and like yeah, yeah, we got yeah. this match here, and then we're getting it again two days later. It just popped into my yeah. mind. Uh, oh, that was it. Yes, they they did make a point during the ascension ceremony to say that the person who needs to win has to grab both titles. That's very important. They have to grab both titles, which means that we're going to have two people grab a title each, aren't we? <laughs> that's, that's just gonna yeah. Happen. That is unless of but even then, like the match can't be over, right? Because if you've got to grab both belts in order to win, like are they going to do a thing where like one well one of them gets pulled down? And then, I'd, or I mean, I think more likely it's just going to be you unhook that um, that coat hanger that they've got, um, and you'll just hold that as opposed mm-hmm. to just like pulling down both belts. I think. I mean, yes. I know you'd said this in your review that I think you certainly could do that angle where both belts get put down. But by the rules of the match, then I don't think that match would be over. Correct. You would be correct. That will not stop them from doing it. <laughs> <laughs> what am I to talk about rules? I know, yeah, exactly. But I, I could totally see a situation where you got two people on a ladder, they're punching each other and whatever, both of them grab a different title and they fall off at the same time, both holding a championship, and they go, I'm the champion, no, I'm the champion, no, I'm the champion, and the match ends. Uh, yeah. And then the feud carries on exactly as it is, maybe with the same people holding the titles, maybe not, but it's a way to just extend it out to Hell in a Cell. That's yeah. what I reckon. I'm pull- I know I've got Jeff down to win, but I'm pulling for my boy Sammy to, to pick up the win here. Love him. Same. I, I love his look. Love his crazy mad hair and his big old beard. And his, yeah, like, his, his great big bushy trousers. beard. His great big bush beard. His crap trousers and his rubbish hat. <laughs> he looks proper <laughs> brilliant. It's like my favorite. It's like my favorite gear at the moment. He's got my favorite look. He's wicked. Mm-hmm. He's so good. Uh, after that, we got an announcement that it's going to be Matt Riddle versus King Corbin later. <laughs> why uh, <laughs> sure my, get onto that later my notes here i've just got like oh it's corbin versus riddle oh corbin's winning isn't he oh <laughs> god <laughs> um and then backstage we get uh heavy machinery and ms morrison uh i don't have a coin on me but are ms morrison funny this week let's find out they were okay this week they flip-flop <laughs> all the time but i thought they were okay this week um they're backstage saying that uh they're essentially trying to bait otis into attacking them which would strengthen the lawsuit i th- is it not that 
in the contract it says that Otis can't attack Miz. Because like the punchline to this is that Tucker points out that only Miz's name is mentioned in the mm -hmm. the, the rules, which is why Otis can attack Morrison, which he which he does. So I, I'm guessing that's the story. It's that he's not allowed to touch the Miz because that means he has to hand over the the briefcase, which doesn't really make sense. But you know we'll 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 go along with it because what are soap operas or whatever? Yeah. Um. At least now this feud has a point. And it's, I think it's been very convoluted for a few weeks to try and get to a point of, you know, I'm assuming it's going to lead to a match, probably Otis versus Miz for the Money in the Bank. Money in the Bank briefcase, probably. And Frank. And Frank, yeah. Uh, but it's, it's a convoluted way to get there, but at least we're here now. And that's the direction we're going. I can get on board with it. That's fine. That's a match they're going to do. Sure. I'm okay with it third year in a row that we've had a rubbish money in the bank like contract winner you know because we had it, we had brock last year we had braun the year before like it feels like ages since we've had a like a good money in the bank like win and cash in and i wonder if that? Uh, an excellent question i actually didn't know i was hoping you was it corbin um, was that earlier than that Corbin have money in the bank. He did, didn't he? He's actually yeah, and he lost. Him, but he lost. Yeah, he <laughs> lost to Mahal. Yeah, it would have been. It was 2017 because that was uh, Mahal had his run in 2017. So yeah, it would have been. Yeah. Um, yeah, you're absolutely God. right. Um, so yes, we've actually. It, I'm wondering if they're doing this by design so that mm. when we get a decent cash in I and mean, a decent like money in the bank winner, we're going to be like, ah, oh, brilliant. This guy finally. Finally, exactly. This guy's now actually more over because it's the first time in four bloody years we've had a decent Money in the Bank winner. And yeah. I liked Otis winning. I was so me and Laurie did the review for Money in the Bank. The title of that review was Otis winning is awesome because it's so different and no one saw it coming. You'll never see it coming. It's going to be so brilliant. Problem was they gave it to him with no plan. So mm. he's just had it for months and months and months, and they've just done sweet FA with it. They literally just sort of like, oh, he's popular. Cool. I guess we'll put it cool. on him then. We'll no work plans for we'll Universal work out the details later. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Whatever. Um, after that, we got a pretty good promo from Bailey, um, who essentially tried to build to their. It's basically a non feud between her and Nikki Cross. Uh, oh, Nikki yeah. won a match to get into it, and Bailey is going to be facing her. It's kind of a formality, um, but mainly she was just saying, I beat up Sasha Banks, and she was my friend. I'm going to do even worse to you on Sunday, uh, which was good. It was fine. I'm not too into Bailey versus Nikki Cross because I'm way more into Alexa and Nikki Cross and Bailey and Banks. They're like two very separate things that I'm way more into, but it was good for what it was. At least they have yeah. some sort of build for Sunday. Yeah, I think it really shows like how little invested WWE are in this, like how much more invested they are in the Bakes Ban uh, Bailey Bank storyline. That Nikki Cross, the challenger for the match, was not even on this show whatsoever. Yeah, um, yeah, they're they're so they're just looking past this match ahead to Hell in a Cell, likely. So yeah, it's, it sucks for Nikki Cross, but it is really a non-match uh, coming this Sunday. I had a brief look, uh, Pete. Our last Good Money in the Bank winner was Dean Ambrose. And Dean even that, Ambrose. and that was cashing on the same night. It's like yeah. he didn't even hold it for very long. So yeah. we've not had a proper like, I missed the money in the bank. I'm lording it over everyone. You, you'll never know when I'm going to cash in type of thing for ages. In which case, then I think you're yeah you're, you're right because that wasn't like a so I guess it's Seth, it, it's Seth leading into the great cash in at Mania. 
Yeah. The year yeah, before that was Seamus. So like, you know, oof. who gives it who gives an F? Yeah. And then it was yeah, Seth before that. So we haven't had a good one in like like a long, long time. Yeah. When was Dolph? Was that 2011? Dolph was 2012. 20, he t- 2012 he cashed in, right? So he would have won it in but 2011. He won, it at, he won it at Money in the Bank 2012. Oh, right. So he cashed in in 2013 then, right? Yeah. Yeah. God. Yeah. Oh, man. Remember when he had that uh, that ladder match with John Cena and it was great at TLC and everyone was like, Dolph Ziggler's the best? Mm-hmm. I miss those days, man. <laughs> Long time ago, man. Yeah. Um, yeah. Poor Nikki Cross is the, uh, the upside mm. of this. Yes, absolutely. Uh, after that, we got a singles match between Shinsuke Nakamura and Gren Metalik. Uh, pretty bloody good, this. Fun this was, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. This was all the kicks and all the flips. It was bloody lovely. Grand yeah. old time I had with this match. Mm-hmm. Looking forward to their tag match on Sunday. It sucks that we're breaking up another tag team-like, um, but this was really good. Nakamura picked up the win with a brilliant-looking Kinshasa, and then Cesaro gets in the ring after the match, and he lays out uh, Lince Dorado. But Kalisto stays on the outside being like, oh, no. And then when uh. Cesaro and Nakamura get out, uh, Kalisto gets into the ring and Dorado's dead upset with him and pushes him over. So, yeah, more dissension between the Lucha House Party. I, I've got Cesaro and Nakamura to win, to retain this Sunday. And, yeah, I think we're just we're just breaking up another tag team. Absolutely, yeah. I, I'd be kind of into a Kalisto heel run, honestly. I'm, I'm curious to see what it would be like because dude's got an incredible shape currently. And I think he could be pretty good. Like the the stuff he did, the match he had against Cesaro was really good. So I'm I'm curious to see if he can carry on that kind of momentum and have a proper good heel run. I'll be I'll be into it. I'm I'm curious yeah. to see what what that would look like. Um, I can see him costing them the match on Sunday, for sure. Yeah, e- either intentionally or not, mm-hmm. him costing yeah. them on Sunday would be good story. Um, but there is one thing I just wanted to bring up, and yes. This is a nitpick, and yes, I am just poking fun at something that was very good. So don't don't at me, okay? I just like to have fun here. Ah. <clears throat> One of the first things that they said on commentary was um, Michael Cole asked Corey Graves, do you think that have, winning a singles match ahead of a tag team match, does that actually build momentum for you ahead of a tag team match on Sunday? And Graves said, no, nothing substitutes for tag team experience. Building a having a singles match could maybe help you scout your opponents, but it does nothing to build momentum for you. Okay, cool. So why, after after Kalisto beat Cesaro in a singles match, did they then get a tag team title match? That doesn't make any sense about what you just said. <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong, mate. You're not absolutely not wrong. It just annoyed me. It's, it's so often that it happens where it's like, well, they beat him in singles competition. Guess they're getting a tag team match. And I would say, well, you know, there's no substitute for tag team matches. It's like, they don't match up. The commentary on SmackDown is bloody awful, by the way. It's, it's not like, it's, like, like SmackDown is a really good show, but the commentary is bloody terrible. Like it's yeah. just, like they're not commentators. I mean, we joke about them being soundboards, but like it's so evident on SmackDown because they 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 believe that the audience for SmackDown is the casual audience that aren't usually watching WWE shows. So it is just explaining for like first time viewers what this means. And like, hey, you're going to see three wrestlers in the ring at the same time. Make sure you don't like, and it's constantly explaining stuff. It's bloody awful. Like it is, Mm. it's borderline unlistenable too. Yeah. I mean, I couldn't tell you much of what else got said on this show. Full stop. They say nothing. They say absolutely nothing of note. Yeah um aside from that one which really stuck out to me um but after that we got a nice video package for animal 
um, after he passed away, which is really nice. Um, and then we got an amazing video package. I loved this video package for again they had an amazing one last week and they've got an even like possibly even better one this week that's a lie i preferred last week's but this was still bloody awesome uh between jay uso and roman reigns where they brought in a load of these samoan dynasty members to chat about uh, how important jay and roman are to the family their accomplishments loads of photos of their childhood of them being together and you know, there's a brilliant photo of Jay and Jimmy as as they're all kids. Jay and Jimmy sitting next to each other and Roman behind them standing over them. I was like, if that isn't the perfect metaphor for what this feud is, uh, oh, it's it's so perfectly done. And they got, you know, Roman's dad. They got obviously Rikishi uh, to come in, who's Jay's dad to talk in. They had, oh, I've forgotten the name now and I'm going to feel terrible about it. Um, the yes. other guy who was their uncle. It was uh, yes, yeah, so they had Afa Seeker. Afa is the one I forgot. Yeah, yeah. Said Afa Seeker, Rikishi, and Jimmy like cutting these promos, and it was. Yeah. And it's less promos. It's just them hyping up the match. Paul Heyman's fingerprints all over this, mate. And it did. It really added so much weight to this Samoan dynasty. This like fat, like you know, the the Samoan lineage that has basically dominated wrestling. Like Samoa Joe always makes the joke is that I'm the only Samoan wrestler that's not connected to that family. Like that's that's my gimmick basically. And um, so it was just like it it adds so much history and weight to it and because they've got all the photos and stuff. It made this title match feel so so important. And you couple that with the promo later on in the show. This video package was wonderful. It was so, so great. I've actually, I've watched it quite a couple of times now and it gets better with H watch. Like it's, oh, it's tremendous. If you do, if you, if you watch one thing from SmackDown this week, make sure it's this video package. It's mm -hmm. awesome. Yeah. So, so good. And literally after that video package stopped playing, I had a moment. I was like, cool, ready for the match. Now I was like, wait, that's on Sunday. God damn it. Like it yeah. was one of those, those video packages where I was just like, as soon as it ended, I was like, I'm ready. Roman versus Jay. Let's go. Jay Uso's music hit. I was like, yeah, match time. Wait, no, damn it. Yeah. <laughs> I've got to wait oh, yeah. another two days. Ugh. Oh, um, I'm absolutely cannot very excited. Very excited. Uh, following this, Jey Uso came out, asked Roma to come out so they can have a face-to-face -face chat about, you know, what I really liked about this as well was Jay talking about last week because uh, as Jay walked away, Roman, you know, Roman smile turned into a scowl that everyone was talking about. Jay wasn't an idiot, which I really appreciated. He wasn't just like, well, I didn't see it. I, I don't know what you're talking about. No, he's like, obviously, I saw SmackDown afterwards. I saw that Roman smile turned into a scowl. What up with that man? What's going on? Come out here. I want to talk to you. It's really simple. Don't have your wrestlers okay. be idiots. Yeah, yeah, it was absolutely brilliant. But Paul Heyman uh, came up onto the big screen to say that, look, you can't demand that the chief comes out to talk to you. He'll do it when he's ready. He'll do it when he decides that it's time. Really good. What a great partnership Heyman and Roman are. It's very, very good. Mm-hmm really good i i love as well something that we, i haven't really spoken about a lot i i've spoken about a lot how into i am into this new roman character but one part of it that i really like is that he's really leaning into his samoan heritage a lot more yeah. now which is great rather than just being like i am big dog i am mr wrestlemania i am main eventer man it's like no i'm i'm the tribal chief i am part of the samoan dynasty and i'm the best bloody part of it i'm like I believe you. <laughs> yeah, so, <laughs> so good. good.
clearly very proud of his heritage and mm. you know what better way than to sort of make that part of your character and it yeah it's so so cool it's mm. he he looks awesome his promo work is brilliant yeah we'll, we'll talk about the promo when we get to it but holy heckins what a promo that man is so good so good um we then get a video recap of riddle versus corbin to remind you that they did in fact have a clean pay-per-view finish at payback yeah. Yeah. but we got another match anyway um whatever uh something i did quite like was they piped in bro chants for matt riddle's entrance and people going bro 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 i was like hey so hopefully the casual audience see that when audiences come back they'll continue it on uh, didn't get that nice. from 2k18 no <laughs> exactly yeah i had to get that one from 2k20 yeah um and then uh <laughs> sorry there it actually is i forgot about this there is another bit of commentary that i did pick up on which i thought was hilarious when uh cory graves was you know resident heel uh was talking about how terrible matt riddle is for not wearing shoes or whatever and he turns to cotton he goes would you be caught walking out of a private plane with flip-flops and obviously michael cole has to baby face it up so he can't say no so it's a really long pause and he just goes yes <laughs> <It's> just... <laughs> it was really awkward pause he goes Let's show you how this all came about, everybody, and just like moved on for it. I it was so funny. Um, I um I hate this feud, Pete. Yeah, um, I mean it's not great. I proper hate it. It it's about nothing. It's mm. it's got there's no stakes to this whatsoever. Like this feud is just that I am a baddie, you are a goodie. Um, we had a match. I didn't like the result of that match. Let's do another match. It's like this is the the, the story is paper thin like this feud and it is it's just crap mate i'm just really like i'm so ready for it to be done because i i may get some heat for this i cannot take corbin seriously like he's he's perfectly fine and everything but he's such a goofball that it's hard to like get like take him seriously in a feud with matt riddle like it just it proper drags matt down when he should be like way way beyond this i just think corbin's a bit he's just he's it's not for me and I can't take mm. it seriously. And him pinning Matt Riddle here is a joke. An absolute joke. Like the payback match should have been the Cassius Ono match where he just goes in, boom, knee to the face, gets the win. Like it should have been. And Corbin loses nothing from that. And it actually would have at least added some fuel to Corbin attacking him backstage to build to a rematch. That's the, that's a story at least. But this story is just that they had a match. It was a match. Matt Riddle won. Corbin attacked him. <laughs> So then they just have another match. And now Corbin's won this one. Great. Oh, I'm invested in this now, aren't I? This is proper rubbish, Pete. This is yeah. crap. Fitty, fitty booking, mate. Ugh, Ugh, rubbish. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Corbin won clean. Uh, also, yeah, there was a bit where I just cut to an average. You know what? Having said that I did not pick up on much commentary this match, I have a lot of notes about commentary this week, which is really weird because I never normally do it. But as it goes to an ad break, Cole just goes, Riddle may knock off the king. It's like, he already did. On paper, <laughs> you clean. <laughs> you moron. <laughs> it got under my skin. Yeah. Oh, I'm not man. Into, not into this feud at the moment. Yeah. Like, uh, I shouldn't be so mad about it because it's nothing. Like it, it's yeah, basically yeah. It, it, it's a pocket of air, and I'm mad at it. But the thing is, though, this could have been replaced with a Nikki Cross promo, something to hype that match because she wasn't on this show and she's fighting for the SmackDown Women's Championship. You know, a very mm -hmm. important title. 
Oh, well, whatever. Can't win them all, I guess. Um, we had another vignette for the mystery woman, who's definitely not Carmella. Uh, well, saying that, saying that they're <laughs> saying that they're untouchable. Uh, drawing a lipstick over the oh, Jesus Christ. Um, Look, Vince is going to get this. He's finally getting it. This is his fourth attempt at getting this thing. Now we had Emelina. We had um, oh, what was her face? Eva Marie do it. We mm-hmm. had Mandy Rose do it. Now we're getting Carmella do it. Like he, he, four tries he's had at this. Four bites yep. of the apple, and he's like, "This is the one that's going to stick." Because Mella's going nowhere. Yeah, it's it's going to happen. You 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 wait. I said <laughs> Mandy Rose. Sorry, Liv Morgan. Sorry, I said Mandy Rose. But it's Liv oh yeah, Liv Morgan okay. did do it. Yeah, because she did that, and then was actually they came out to be a lesbian lover for Lana. A storyline yes. that went nowhere. Nowhere. That was nothing. this year, Pete. That was January. That was like no, it wasn't. Year. It was the New Year's show. We remember oh, we did. I said like technically God. it was last year, but like December thirty first, because you and I reviewed that in studio. Oh my! The the God. Lana Lashley wedding. Yeah. Ugh. I hate everything sometimes. <laughs> um. After that, we got the Alexa Bliss Lacey Evans match that we spoke about before, and then. As you mentioned, Roman Reigns comes out at the end, which is when they have that that dagger stare off with Alexa looking at the title. And then Roman comes out to the ring, cuts to an ad break, comes back, and Paul Heyman says, right, now, finally, is going to be the time where we can have this, the promo you wanted. And Jey Uso comes out, interrupts, comes straight down to the ring, goes, hey, finally, here we go. Let's chat. Let's talk about what's going on. And Roman cut a brilliant promo for this one. He's just... His style of promo is so good when he's very quiet, reserved, just very calm. But he was saying some stuff that could be taken quite offensively. Um, him just saying, look, you know, I, I'm the one who provides for our family. This is this is my WWE. I'm the one that provides for the family. And you, you can know what kind of pressure that I have on me. I mean, how could you? You're, you're a twin. You're one half of the greatest tag team of our generation. Like you, you wouldn't, you wouldn't understand kind of thing, but without being a dick about it, but still very much being a dick about it, it was a brilliantly done promo. And it was, there was no like anger or malice in his voice, just very calm, collected, just very straight talking, logical. This is how it is. Uh, no frills, which I thought was amazing. Uh, but something that was even better was Jay's rebuttal. Oh man. Oh yeah. Roman walked away, got to the bottom of the ramp and just kind of stopped as Jay just said, but what if you're wrong? And Roman just stopped. Didn't look back at him, which again, great touch, Roman. Didn't look back at him, but just stood looking up at the Titantron and Jay's just saying, what if you're wrong? What if I'm the one that could lead the family? You've uh, People have overlooked me for ages. People always look at you and they say, you're the big dog. You're Mr. WrestleMania. You're always main eventing. When people look at me, they say, which one are you? And I was like, that is such a good line. That's a great oh, man. Oh, I'm so invested in this. And then, yeah, it's so emotional. He said, I'm going to be universal champion or something. I'm going to prove everyone wrong and like threw the mic down. And Roman didn't even look back at him, just continued walking up uh, up and out. And Jade was just like kind of a bit fired up. And just like, okay, just kind of got out of the ring, walked up the ramp. And then Roman comes back out and Superman punches him. And I was like, yeah, physicality. Yes, Roman. Um, and then Roman cuts an even better promo on top of that. Oh, man, the escalation of good promo, great promo, amazing promo on top of that. Roman Superman punches him, 
leans down over him, grabs his head and screams in his face that he is the head of the table. He will never be replaced. You cannot take my place in this family. I was like, oh, God. <laughs> oh, man. Everything about this was amazing. I think I, I can't remember if, you, if it was you that said it in the review or if we've just been talking about it because I can't stop talking about it. Yeah. But it, this is a feud that just gets better. Like it, it started great and it's just progressively just got greater and greater and greater and greater. And we have like, it's been a perfectly built crescendo to a match that and each week has made me want to see the match more. It's what build is. It's, and it's like building that anticipation to make you want to see a match. And I want to see this match. And this, what a great way to cap it off as well. Pro uh, Roman's promo, dude. So, so good. The line when he says, like, I would give you this title if I could. It's not you could beat me for this title. It's just like I the only way you're getting this title is if I'm handing it to you. But you wouldn't know what to do with it. Oh, mate, it was so, so good. And Jimmy's line of like, do you know what I get told? Or do you know what I get asked? Which one are you? Oh, mate, that hit me hard because I've done that on mm -hmm. these very shows. I've I mean, Jimmy, you, Jimmy you, and you, or Jay. You did literally just call him Jimmy. So you did know. I really? Yeah, you did. I'm, I see. I'm terrible. <laughs> I'm. I'm. Lit, but like, like, that's why it means. That's why it means so much. It's real. It's. It's genuine. Yeah. Like there, because I am an idiot, and I do get those two mixed. Up. They're bloody identical twins, you guys. Like it's hard to be. You know, it's easy to get them mixed up. Uh, even though he's having a singles match, but like, yeah, Jay's response to that was just so so good. I I, I just loved this segment. Loved mm -hmm. it so much, and. The big Superman punch at the end, the grabbing is like, I'm the head of the table. Oh, mate. And like, because he took, it's like, what a, oh my God. Uh, so, because Jay said, like, you know, I want to, I want to provide for my family. I want to provide for my wife and kids. And Roman's rebuttal to that when he lays him out is just like, I will provide for the family. I will provide for your wife and kids. I'll provide for the entire family. I was like, Mwah! I love it. I love it. So good. So, so good absolutely amazing like i've been so invested in roman since he's returned as this heel character and like you said this this build for this feud has been absolutely perfect it's been a fantastic build from week to week because something that has been very prevalent for a lot of this year because a lot of uh, for both wwe and aew they've been holding back on a lot of stories because they didn't have fans so there'd be a lot of teases of a lot of stuff and then, like, it would just be teasers for a, for like mm -hmm. quite a few months of them just, especially like Bailey and Banks and like the elite stuff. You know, as an amazing story as that is, there's a lot of teasers and not much is happening. And then there's another tease and there's another tease and there's another tease. This one was, it started off, here's this tease. Okay. Here's in the second week, here's this tease and an extra bit. And then the week after, it's like, here's this other tease and a bit more now they're getting a bit angry at each other and then this week it was like here's this extra tease and then he actually has physicality this week it's a perfect build 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 to the pay-per-view match this sunday where hopefully roman's going to kill him and i yeah. cannot wait i'm so excited for that match and absolutely spot on four week story yeah, like this is this is the perfect between like from pay-per-view through to pay-per-view build of a story and a title match absolutely loved it excuse me and like smackdown at the moment highlights just how dreadful raw was on monday good crikey that was a bad show i regret mm. giving that show a two out of five and i did even mm. and even then i gave it a low two out of five basically gave it a 1.5 out of five but yeah this was what a great show this was
So sick. Yeah. It's the same bloody creative team, Pete. Why get the why can they do it on one show but they can't do it on the other? How does that and work? Because this is two hours and Raw's three and they struggle yeah, with that. that. I don't know. Like and have sweaty Shane McMahon and his crap little you know, sixteen sweet sixteen birthday pie nonsense that he has. <laughs> Uh, I, I know mate um <laughs> yes uh, that was the show over overall though i thought the alexa stuff the roman and jade stuff was amazing uh bit weird to not have nikki on the show but it's a bit of a nothing feud anyway uh the only real sour point i've got is the riddle corbin stuff but it was probably the best match they've had together since it was okay uh even though i think the wrong person won uh, I'm really into everything else on this show, so I'd give it a four out of five. Uh, Dude, the only thing I didn't like on this show was was Corbin Riddle, and that's because yeah. I'm just not into Baron Corbin uh, as a character at the moment. And, I, and I'd I'd like to see something better for for, for Riddle. But yeah, this absolutely is a four out of five show, if only just for all the Roman and Jay stuff. That Alexa Bliss tease as well. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the, the triple threat we had at the start of the show, I thought, was really, really good. Um, I mean, yeah, we could poke fun at the Ascension stuff, and you know, and like make fun of that. But I, like, the match was great, and I'm really looking forward to the the ladder match that they have this weekend because, yeah. hey, AJ Styles, Sami Zayn, and Jeff Hardy in a fucking ladder match, like, absolutely, yes, please, I'll have that, mate. Give me yeah. a yes, please. So, um, um, yeah, easily a four out of five show. And we always say, like, for a pay per view go home show, you've got to have an angle that hooks you onto the show on Sunday. This definitely had that. And it Bang made me pay. made me excited for like all the matches for the SmackDown side that are going on Sunday. So great, that's what you do. God, you can pet Raw was a go home show for the pay per view and did not feel like one. This no. felt like a go home show for a pay per view, and it ruled. That curry cost me thirty quid, by the way, Pete. <laughs> thirty quid. <laughs> Mine was no, free, mate. I, well, I know, Pete. That's what I'm saying. That's why I'm envious of you. You got yours for free. A, 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 a tikka paneer masala. Mm. A um, what did I, what did, uh, what did, um oh, a taco dal. Um, Bombay potatoes, rice, uh, two onion bhajis, uh, three onion bhajis, in fact, two samosas. Yeah, 30 quid. I got there and I ate it. Delicious, mind. But just... Not, not as hot as I'd like it to be. Mm. It was, yeah. And, and the thing is, I was going to make the joke that you could call it lukewarm, but it's hotter than lukewarm. It's mm. it's like, it's, it's, I know what you mean. It's just like, this isn't as fresh as it could be. Exactly. Know? Yeah. And, yeah. It, and it was, it was my fault. Cause I, I was, I was late to get the pickup. I was too busy listening to my excellent Spotify playlist that I, I made Pete, uh, nineties, mm-hmm. uh, new metal classics. I've, I've uh, dubbed it. <laughs> And it is just like <laughs> the best new metal tracks that I could find. It's like probably taking me back to my teenage years. And it is, it's chock full of bangers, uh, Q-Tip. I can tell you that. Yeah. It's chock yeah. full of bangers. <laughs> Has it got loads of Disturbed on it? I know you love Disturbed. Absolutely not. No, it's I said bangers, Pete. It's only got a good track on there. It's got 40 Below Summit. It's got Alien Pant Farm. It's got American Head Shard. It's got Cold Chamber, Deftones, Fat Factory, Head P, Hot Action Cop, Incubus, Kitty, Corn, Biscuit, uh, Machine Head, when they went new metal for a little bit, Perfect Circle, Power Man 5000. Got Puddle of Mud on there, Pete. Bloody Puddle of Mud, mate. I, um, I think I've heard of maybe three of those. <laughs> there are things so blurry and everyone's so fake. Workhouse, uh, the workhouse movement. 
I've even got a couple of um, not many because there's not a lot of them on Spotify. Even a couple of Vanilla Ice's new metal tracks. Oh my when god! Went, when he went new metal for a bit, which I I, I stand by. I, I stand for that. I feel <laughs> it's good. I know you hate that phrase, but I, I think it's great. <laughs> not the phrase, but uh, uh, Vanilla Ice's new metal turn. Yeah, no, it's not. I mean, it's not great. Let's be real. Um, a terrible turn. Also, I do have a music question for you though, Luke. I was just thinking about okay. it before we before we started recording. Uh, as someone who listens to a lot of video game music, mm-hmm. um, I, I believe you also do as well. Um, yeah. If if you have like, not necessarily like a down day or something, you're just like, I just need to feel better. What's like your go-to video game OST that you'll go to listen to or video game tracks or like something that you just like, I just need to feel good about something. I'm going to go listen to this thing. What would you listen hmm. to? So uh, I don't have many like... I don't have a lot of like albums that I've purchased over the years that are video game ones. The only ones that I've really got, because I've got them out on display as well, I've got the Phoenix Wright soundtrack. Like the, they, they released like a, a two disc set about, you know, 15 years or so ago. That was the first two game music. And then I bought Trials and Tribulation as a separate album. That's great. And the orchestral uh, album, like they, they got a full orchestra together to do tracks from it. They also did a jazz version of it uh, for Godot uh, for the Trials and Tribulation. So I think probably that because I mm-hmm. love that music so much. But the other one I go to is the Sonic 2 soundtrack, because mm. that has got some absolutely corking, corking tracks on it. Um, you know, my the, the the podcast that I do, the 90s uh, podcast that I'm currently working on as a side project, go and subscribe, thanks. Just search for Games Master. You'll find it there under consultation. Um, <laughs> that's got loads of video game music in it. And it's, you know, it, it, we're in 1993 at the moment, so it's a lot of Sonic 2 tracks. And mm-hmm. uh, I've just finished up. They've just done like a three episode, like mini Sonic tournaments on Sonic 2. So I've had to use loads of Sonic 2 tracks. It's been brilliant, Pete. Bloody <laughs> lovely, mate. What, what's, your, what's your go-to then? Uh, I don't know. Because it, it depends what I want to, what I want to, what kind of mood I want to get into. Because I've been listening to a lot of the Doom soundtrack lately because <clears> it's amazing. <laughs> Rip and hair, mate. That right. soundtrack is beefy it's so good like i'm listening to a lot of like the doom eternal stuff and all that stuff like a lot of the remixes and all that uh, a lot of um covers i listen to as well of the doom stuff it's been amazing but then i've also been listening to a lot of um undertale and delta rune stuff as well which is amazing like i think undertale ost is probably my favorite ost in the world uh it's genuinely incredible like every track is so good there's like 150 yeah. tracks and all of them are amazing. Um, but then if I want to feel like, I don't know, nostalgic or something, I'll definitely put a Pokemon OST on and I'll definitely oh, go yeah. back to probably either Gold and Silver or Ruby and Sapphire. Those are t- the two where I'm just like, childhood, man. This is <laughs> great. What, what is your OG uh, Pokemon? Because like, I don't... Right, the first I mean... I was I was gonna say so you're red and blue, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Fuck I wasn't show. sure if you I wasn't sure if you were like the sort of the slightly older because of you like, you know, ten years younger than I am. Mm. Um, whether you were like I don't know, yeah, like gold and silver. Was that re- more recent gold and silver? I've yeah, gold and silver were second gen, yeah. Yeah, like yeah, I was wondering if you were more like second gen as opposed to like OG Ash Ketchup and uh, Yeah, no, I was yeah, I, I was OG because uh my my two brothers who are older than me, they had Pokemon Red. Uh, so we always we all used to play that together before I could really like comprehend what was going on. I must have mm-hmm. been like what when they got it, it would have been what 90, 98. Like so I would have been I think that came game, yeah. So I think I would have been like five, maybe. So I've been like I would have been there 
well, I was doing it. Mm. I wasn't playing, but I was aware of it. Um, and then when they sort of grew out of it, uh, I got it, and then I got gold and silver, and then I got sapphire, and then emerald, <laughs> and then diamond, and then pl- and yeah, carried on and on and on. So, yeah, on yeah. Um, I'm Ooh, yeah, always from the OG. I was kind of, I was kind of gutted that I missed out on it really, like, mm. because it, it's a '98. I was in my so the second year of secondary schools. So I was in year eight, mm-hmm. and like the, the year sevens were playing Pokemon and they were getting into it. And because of like you know idiotic pride, you're like, oh, well, I want to be into the thing that the year sevens are into. I'm a year eight now. I'm a year older. That's that's lame. It's for kids. So I never really got on the bandwagon, which is a shame because the games do look like they're very fun, and I probably would have absolutely loved them. Mm. Yeah, I just never. I I, I did the, the boat passed me by. Uh, and, which I'm very sad about, really. Mm. It's a shame you don't have a uh, a Nintendo Switch because I would genuinely really recommend something like Pokemon Let's Go because it is like kind of like that Gen One feel of it, but it's very very accessible for people who've like never played Pokemon before. It's really quite simple. If you know what you're doing, you can get stuff that's super overpowered, and you just steamroll the whole game kind of thing. So it's yeah. like it's it's satisfying for people that don't know like what's particularly what's going on. You get really cool like animated cutscenes and like oh it's cute moments with your Pokemon and stuff like that. It's like it's very very appealing for a casual non Pokemon fan. So like it's a shame you don't have that because I'd have said get that mate. And is that the one that's got Wooloo in it? No, that, that, oh, that's, man. that's that's Sword and Shield, mate. Uh, which Man. is I'd, I'd definitely get a switch if I could if I could get Wooloo. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you get a switch, you can get both. Get Sword and Shield, and you get Pokemon. Let's go. Absolutely right. Then I could just play as Wooloo. Um, <laughs> you still are you still trying to do your speed run? And um, I'm trying to remember what you were doing. It was Emerald that I was, was Emerald that speed was running on. Uh, no, uh, it's short answer uh, because I realised that I wouldn't. I didn't have the things necessary to play it on my um either my, like my ds or my game boy advance sp or whatever because i wanted to stream it originally that was the yeah. point was i wanted to start streaming it um but i didn't have like the software and stuff that i'd need and the connectors and all that jazz and i need to get this whole convoluted setup to try and get it to work which i just wasn't into so i was like oh, i'll do it on like an emulator for a bit and i'll use like my keyboard and stuff like that and it just wasn't like the delay was a little bit too much from like the keyboard inputs and stuff like that and i was like oh, this is really hard like i managed to get like a one frame trick to start it off and i was like there's another like two hours of this run left at least like i've got the first bit down i could do the first gym leader up to up to the first gym leader which took like 20 minutes i was like i've got that sorted i could do it in like 18 i was like, i'm happy with that that's great but there's another like at least two hours of this run left and i'm not going to be able to master it all with like the keyboard and stuff so i was like Nah, I'm just gonna yeah. leave it. Had fun, but yeah, it's not quite the same, is it? Doing it on, mm. the, uh, on the emulation, you want to like, want to have it sort of physically in your hand. I'm, I'm not, yeah. I'm not like that. I'm, I'm not sort of the, um, I don't know how to use the, the sort of the Nazi term of being like, I'm not, a, not so much a Nazi. I'm not anti emulators. I think emulators mm. are very good, um, but uh, especially because it's made things accessible. Because the retro game market has been completely ruined by uh, people trying to. Sc- I blame CEX uh, partially, um, and uh, but like I, I, there's something about having that, particularly if it's a handheld game. Absolutely, having the handheld in your hand, oh, it's good. Oh, yeah, it's good absolutely. That was one of the main reasons why I wanted to do it because I was like, wow. I mean, I've still got my Game Boy Advance SP, and I've still got my DS, and I still have Emerald. I was like, I could just, I could just run that. 
Like, why not? I'll just try it. But yeah, it didn't, didn't quite work out, unfortunately. Uh, how about your speedrun? You were going to do uh, Doom stuff, weren't you? I was doing Terminator on the Mega Drive. Oh, that's right. Um, Terminator. Sorry. Yeah. So I, 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 like, I, I didn't record anything, but I was just doing in my trial runs. I mean, I, I've cracked the top 10. Which really? Is, wow. It, it, it sounds impressive, but there's only 12 people. But I can get, <laughs> like, if I was to have recorded the last run that I did, I would have got into the, the top 10. Um, and it would have just been like, I think I could have probably got to sub eight minutes, which would have put me in the sort of like top six percentile, like mm -hmm. of the, the, of the tournament of the table. But I don't think, I don't think I could get, because the thing with Terminator, because it's all, it's so random and it's, um, it, there's, you've just got to get lucky with runs sometimes. Like with well, the run that I did, that I got, I did really well on, I had so many good luck, like good lucky moments with it really. It's only a handful of bits that aren't RNG. Mm. So, um, yeah. But it was fun. You know, it was, it was a good week that I spent doing that. I really yeah. enjoyed speedrunning it. I got to talk about it in the podcast. So uh, that was good. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, that's probably all the time we've got, I think, for this episode of yeah. the Wrestle Talk podcast. Uh, thank you very much for listening, everyone. Uh, we've got Clash of Champions live reactions tomorrow featuring me, Luke, and Adam. So tune in for that. And then Mr. Davis is back on Monday. Wahey. Yeah. Hey back to normal everybody thank god he can restore balance to wrestle talk uh thanks for listening everyone we love you all very much goodbye hi i'm daniel founder of pretty litter did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.